The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we have a new one, DeSoto Resources. The proposed X code will be DES. The company is looking to raise $8 million and that the issue price is 20 cents a share. We'll have a market cap of somewhere between 23 and $28 million. This company is focused on the Northern Territory, specifically the Pine Creek province, which is, as we all know, is uh, fast become a lithium province, but uh, it's long been a gold province and the company is uh, straddling both of those commodities. And uh, it, it also, further down the track, will, uh, is ha- having a bit of a, a look around for uh, manganese projects uh, in uh, tropical locations in uh, Africa or across in North America. Now, to Tell us the story behind DeSoto. We have the chairman, Paul Roberts, with us today. So we won't mess around. We'll get straight into it. Lots to talk about. G'day, Paul. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Barry. Uh, Paul, um, given it's a new company, I'm going to start out with a, a tough one here. DeSoto, are you a, a fan of the Chrysler cars back in the 60s or is it the Spanish Explorer? No, it's definitely the Chrysler cars. There's, there's a little bit of a theme of, of cars uh, with the with the group that helped found this company, and so it's uh, it's another uh, cab off the rank, so to speak. Right, wondrous things they were the cars too. All right, now Paul, um, you're well known, obviously, in uh, WA mining circles, uh, most recently for uh, discovery work at PDI. But can you give us uh, just a feel for your background for investors? Yeah, well, I'm a geologist. I've been in the business for a long time. And uh, I've certainly worked across many, many commodities and across multiple continents. So a lot of time in Australia, um, quite a lot of time in, in um, a lot of time in Africa as well now and, and some time in South America. And certainly working from, you know, the early, early uh, generative work through to feasibility studies. But my sweet spot is Greenfields Exploration. It's what we set out to do in PDI, which I founded, obviously. Um, some 13 years ago, and that's really what we're we're doing here. We're, we're um, the kind of people who are really good at we think at um, making greenfields discoveries, and very keen to do the same thing with DeSoto. Those who don't know, a predictive discovery or PDI has uh, got 3.9 million ounces under its belt now in Guinea, so that's uh, going gangbusters. And uh, Paul's looking to do it again with uh, DeSoto. Now, why the NT? Why the Pine Creek Province? Where the Acquisition of these tenements in the Pine Creek province started uh, was with uh, one of the geologists in this office that I've now moved into um, had noticed that there was a a structure which was parallel to the Pine Creek trend under a bit of cover um, where there was some gold, but it had never been properly explored. But in addition to that, of course, it happened to be an area which is which is part of this overall uh, Pine Creek lithium story, um, and indeed. some of the ground there immediately next door to us is held by core lithium and where, where uh, there's, there's certainly uh, indications of, of uh, tantalum and tin 
And so what we've done is we put together a large ground position, 1,800 square kilometres, that's got potential, certainly got potential for lithium, uh, for finding more of these pegmatite-type bodies. Um, lots of tin occurrences uh, through the area, and we know that there's a, a chain of connection between tin and then tantalum and then lithium. That indeed is encapsulates the core story, and we can see those ingredients down on our ground. Uh, and then, of course, there's a, there's a strong gold play there. Uh, I've actually been into the field, looked at core, a very, very strong structure, a very interesting looking mineralization and very good potential to explore that with um, geophysical methods. So, so we're, we're excited by both. Just might note there that uh, this week, Core Lithium had its official opening of its Finnis uh, project, about 130 kilometres to the northwest of uh, where you guys are. So it's up, up and away for lithium in the NT, the first lithium project outside of uh, WA for Australia. So exciting times. Now, well, uh, this 190 square k's or thereabouts that you've got in the Pine Creek, covering gold and uh, potential, uh, well, pegmatite province, the about nine, 10 k's from Pine Creek itself in the NT. Uh, well, it's 1800 square kilometres, and and the tenement, the tenure actually is within a kilometre of Pine Creek Township. Um, that that's the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are there are two components to. Uh, this ground package is wholly owned ground that's mm-hmm. um, both granted ELs and EL applications. And then there's um, an acquisition of ground held by, by another party. And that that's um, bang up against the enterprise mine uh, at Pine Creek and, and indeed um, covers the, the, the structural um, northern extension of that zone. So the, the ground package you put together there for uh, gold, uh, does it contain any resources or are we talking greenfields exploration? Yeah, it's pretty green fields. Um, the, the most important gold element there is on this Fenton trend, which is um, 30-odd kilometres. It's parallel to the Pine Creek trend, 30 kilometres to the west. Um, and there we've got a very strong structure, very, very broadly spaced uh, drilling. Uh, the most important drilling was done by Homestake, um, but uh, strong structure, um, gold intercepts, uh, very strong sulphides, which means that it's uh, it looks like a, a very good... Uh, geophysical exploration target, but no resources at this stage. But in that uh, that Pine Creek goldfield area, with a, I think it's got a 17 million ounce gold history uh, dating back to the 1870s, but yet it doesn't. it's not a name that registers often with investors. So can we say it's overlooked, underexplored, given that history, production history? Uh, yeah, look, I think it is um, overlooked and, and underexplored. I don't think there's any doubt about that, um, both in terms of gold and, and indeed lithium, I mean, what's so interesting, you know, on the on the lithium side, and it isn't gold, but what's so interesting on the lithium side is is that uh, we've got these areas with all the right ingredients, uh, look like the right granites, um, certainly the, the right mineral indications. And as far as we're aware, up until the point where we started looking at it, and obviously Core uh, started looking at it, nobody had been looking for, for, for lithium at all. Mm. So, yeah, very underexplored. Mm. Now, the prospectus does say... Um, your ground conceptual lithium pegmatites. But I think the uh, mines department up there well, has actually um, confirmed LCT or lithium-bearing pegmatites in the past. Is that correct? Yeah, so there is the, the Tipperary pegmatite field uh, and the core lithium holds a fair bit of it and we hold all of the surrounding ground. So, yes, I, I think that uh, it's fair to say that... that um, there's there are indications of lithium there in terms of finding um, lithium pegmatites, you know, with high grades on our ground. That's that's still in front of us. 
So how do you approach it uh, initially? Will uh, will be gold? Will gold be the focus, or lithium, or? Well, it's actually a bit of both. We've been doing early reconnaissance work, you know, recently, and and it's ongoing as we speak. Um, and the focus on that is geochemical work, principally stream sediment sampling uh, for lithium and the associated elements that come with lithium. Uh, and and that's because it's never been done before. Um, in terms of what we do um, post-lithium, then I think that's, that it's going to be a mix. Um, we are actually um, st- starting to do some, some pilot geophysical uh, surveys also on... Uh, over the Fenton trend, which is looking specifically looking for these um, uh, conductive sulphide bodies um, under thin cover. So, you know, there is going to be a bit of both, uh, but, uh, um, and obviously it'll be results driven. I was just going to ask actually about the cover on the uh, tenements, uh, thinning parts or as a, a challenge or is it prevented? I guess the good thing about it is if there is extensive cover. You know, the, the, all of the areas that we're exploring um, are um, there's no, no cover, uh, post mineral cover at all. There's there's a little bit of a laterite in places, but actually it's um, it's pretty good. Uh, certainly certainly very well suited for stream sediment exploration. Uh, in terms of and and there is potential also um, gold potential in those areas too, um, where there's there's uh, very little cover. Um, the Fenton trend to the west. Uh, is under cover. There's the uh, uh, the discovery hold, what was called the discovery hold by Homestake, which had 55 metres of about 0.9 grams a tonne um, and high grades over 20 metres. That's uh, That particular hole had about 120 metres of cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but the target type that we've got here is indeed the target type that Homestake had. So it's worth remembering that Homestake was founded on the lead mound in South Dakota and that was 40 million ounces of eight grams is the best gold mine in right. the United States. And uh, this, this area has uh, all of the same ingredients. Um, and, and so we are looking for a lead style deposit here as they were. Uh, they pulled up stumps because the market uh, went pear shaped um, back uh, 20, 25 years ago. But, mm. but um, we're looking for that same style of mineralisation. So we're looking for underground mineable mineralisation. We're looking for large deposits and we've got a very strong structure to chase. You're in the, uh, the process of raising the money. Uh, can you give us a feel for how that's going at the moment? Look, I think it's going well. Uh, I mean, the, the officially we're in the exposure period um, and so the, the deal doesn't open for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's cornerstoned by... Seed shareholders, founders, um, and directors to to the tune of four million dollars, um, and and uh, so you know it's 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 certainly not a big reach to go from four to eight. So mm-hmm. the fact that there's there's that very strong support that we we start off with gives us a lot of confidence that we're going to um, get the money we want, and obviously we'll take overs. So I imagine there's uh, <clears throat> some people have followed you over from uh, predictive discovery. Yeah, and and I think that that's that's probably. It's, it's worth saying that that, uh, and I don't want to sound self-serving here, but I think it's worth saying that that part of the attract- attraction of Decido is is that we are greenfields explorers. We we have a track record of being mm. successful with it, um, and you know, by hook or by crook, we're going to we're going to repeat the success. Um, it could be in gold. It could be in lithium. We actually have an interest in more broadly in battery metals, but uh, we've got the track record and uh, we're very confident we can do it again. 
Just on that broader interest in uh, battery metals, there's a reference in the prospectus to uh, down the track, uh, perhaps picking up some uh, manganese uh, exploration projects in uh, the tropics across the world. Why manganese in particular? Well, manganese is a, is a poor cousin uh, in terms of, of battery metals mm. and greenfields exploration. Um, so certainly there are some uh, manganese projects around and uh, they tend to be the low-grade manganese deposits where the sole focus really is to upgrade for um, uh, producing high-grade manganese products for battery production. Mm-hmm. My, my view, though, is, is that the better and, if you like, safer target uh, with, with manganese is to look for deposits that can do both. So manganese, as you know, is traditionally used for steel production and um, a DSO manganese is what the steel producers want. But, of course, if you find DSO manganese, um, then then uh, you can take as much or as little of that and put it through into um, a high-grade product for, for the battery sector. So... You know, I think that the, the gap that exists, if you like, in the market is that people are not, uh, certainly not visibly, looking for uh, high-grade manganese deposits. But we are, are very confident that there's very significant potential for those kinds of things which are undiscovered mm. uh, in the tropics. And in the tropics specifically because um, lateralization, surface enrichment of certain types of rocks, manganese-rich rocks, um, can uh, produce uh, spectacularly good deposits. And we, th- we think there's uh, more of them out there and we're certainly interested in going and look for them. So post uh, the, uh, the company listing on the ASX, how long would it be you expect to hear some news on the manganese front? We've actually signed an agreement, uh, which is, or we, we've developed an agreement, a strategic um, exploration agreement that's, that's documented within the prospectus, which allows us to bring in projects um, very quickly after the listing date, um, and indeed, there's um, an expectation that, that uh, we will be using some of the, the funds we raised for this kind of work. Um, it really is a question of of carrying out an evaluation process first, um, and that and and uh, so you know I would I would think um, that uh, within six months we'll likely have uh, some manganese assets in the portfolio. Sorry to be jumping around here a bit, but just back to the NT. Uh, there is, of course, a six-month wet season, six-month dry season there. So do you see expiration constraints to that uh, April-October dry season or are you in a part of the world where you can't see that being a problem or it won't be the problem that it might be in other parts of the NT? Well, I, I think the important thing to recognise is that um, the project is lies um, along and to the west of the uh, the main highway, the Sturt Highway, mm-hmm. Sturt Highway, I should say, from from Darwin to Pine Creek and then down to Catherine. So we got very good access um, into the you know the the most important town in the area, um, and there are very good roads. I've been on some of them, uh, which which um, uh, cut across uh, the project area. So it's not it's not really remote in the sense of of some of a lot of the areas actually in the northern territory yes certainly we're we're only a couple of hours south of darwin so there will be significant um, rainy season there are some things that we're we're, we think we're going to be able to work uh, you know on on foot and maybe with uh, quad bikes and so on Um, and 
there is a little bit of suck and see to go on here. So there's some things that, you know, I mean, obviously we're working now and we're working now because of the understanding that, that there will be a period during the rainy season that there's certainly large areas, but not necessarily all of the area won't be accessible. Um, but, uh, you know, to the maximum extent possible, we'll be, we'll be working um, during the rainy season. Uh, there will be some restriction, mm. but um, uh, we'll, we'll be mitigating that to the best extent we can. Yeah, and you are, of course, the, on the gold side of things. You're in that part. There's been uh, a lot of uh, production out of that area. And uh, there's development projects uh, where you're seeing things like Mount Todd and uh, Tom's Gully being you know, reborn in one form or another. And you've got that Hayes Creek polymetallic project. So it's uh, an active part of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we're very, very pleased to have, have acquired this this large ground position in there. You know, I think it's... Uh, as as you were saying before, it hasn't attracted perhaps as much attention as it should have, but certainly great potential. Okay, so everything goes according to plan. The uh, million-dollar question for a lot of investors nowadays in an IPO is they like to know when first drilling might occur. Right, so what we're saying is um, that we expect a drilling by, by mid-next year. And one of the reasons for that is uh, that we're – we're looking. I mean, obviously, we've we've got a significant amount of work to work up the projects. That there will be some restrictions during the rainy season, and what we're doing, and we're taking a leaf out of our, our history, really, our collective history, uh, is to make sure that the pre-work that's done is done really, really well. For example, uh, with the lithium, plainly, there's this multi-stage geochemical program that you have to go through before you get to drill. Mm-hmm. With the gold, uh, we we are looking to drill underneath cover. Uh, we don't want to do what our other explorers have done prior to us, prior to us, which is which is essentially to to do drilling which is closer to wildcat than really well targeted drilling, and that means that we've got to do significant um, geophysical work first. Obviously, that's a little bit slower than than people want, but what we'll certainly be doing is is taking shareholders along with the journey so that they can they can see as step by step as we. Uh, we unfold this program while we do this important geophysics and we do this important uh, uh, geochemistry so we can demonstrate how we're evolving towards uh, drilling the best things. Drilling is very expensive, um, as you know, and and quite often if you launch into drilling too early, you blow a lot of dough without uh, producing very much for it. We're absolutely intending that uh, when we get into drilling, we're going to be drilling in the right places and we're going to generate very good results. Okay, so a very systematic approach. Absolutely. Okay, then, so for investors who've listened to the story and are interested in the following up, what should they do? Off to the the website or approach the lead manager, I think is PAC Partners. What's the best way for investors to get involved? Uh, yeah, so if investors get involved, um, they should approach PAC Partners. Um, uh, they can obviously um, go onto the website. There's a contact page there, and so they, they can uh, get in contact with us with us that way, but the lead manager is is managing the process of the IPO and so the office for first point of call. And obviously, um, you know, anyone who's got individual questions are more than more than welcome to uh, to reach out for a telephone conversation with myself and Chris, and we'd be very happy to apply to. Uh, Chris Swallow just uh, mentioned there he's, he's uh, to become MD post the float. Correct. Uh, and Chris uh, has a, a shared history with you at uh, Predictive Discovery. That's true. So he was he was doing uh, project um, business development or project 
business project development for us in PDI. Uh, and so he and I have worked together part-time, but he and I have worked together for some years now. And your approach to uh, exploration is obviously explained by PDR's full name, Predictive Discovery, that systematic approach that uh, we were just talking about earlier. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay, then. And finally, got to ask, have you got a, a 1961 uh, DeSoto in the garage or...? You're just an admirer <laughs> of the photos of those big winged beasts. Uh, no, I myself do not have a 1961 DeSoto in the garage. Um, you know, and I, th- I think I'd be struggling to fit it into my garage, to be honest. That's true. But, They're um, about 18 foot long, aren't they? Big beasts. Well, thanks for your time today, Paul. Exciting to uh, have a focused NT Explorer across uh, both gold and the uh, unfolding lithium story there, and a little bit further out manganese. Uh, nice mix of gold and battery uh, materials there, based on the past track record of the guys involved. I'm sure people will be watching with interest, so good luck with it all, and thanks for your time today. Thanks so much, Barry. It's a pleasure.